Welcome to Solace, Soul Plus Grief. I'm your host, Candy Lucas. We Catholic cemeteries know that the loss of a loved one has a profound effect on our lives. And we would like to help you deepen your faith. Pay attention to where God is moving in your life as you grieve. And call upon the love of God to accompany you. Each week, we take a different text or scripture or poem, or maybe an idea from the Holy Spirit, and we use that idea or poem or song to help us reflect more deeply on our grief and God's place in our life and God's place next to us as we grieve. Please remember you're always welcome in our circle of healing love and support. As we near Holy Week, let's stop to contemplate the Last Supper, the Last Seder, and how the disciples and other followers prepared in the upper room. I think this is an excellent time to think of our grieving lost loved ones as we contemplate the death of earthly Jesus. For those of us who have accompanied him will miss his earthly self. And contemplating his death brings all that grief to the fore. So as we begin an imaginative prayer in that upper room, keep in mind the occasion. And contrary to paintings we have of the Last Supper, it's more likely the men were lying down as they attended the table. Jesus was probably not at the head of that table, but just lying upon the divan next to the table. And the men were in a celebratory mood. There had been the triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And although there were rumors and people had taken the time to come listen to him, come listen to his lessons, and ask questions of his followers. There didn't seem to be any threats or any danger near. And so, the night had a feeling of celebration. There were two people in the room who were already in grief. One was Jesus himself, for he knew what was happening in the next few days. He remembered his calling, and he remembered God the Father's promise to him. The other person with the grieving heart was Judas. For by then, 
It was already in his mind to betray his friend and Lord. Jesus had to know this. It may be that the two men talked about it before it happened. It may be that Jesus forgave his friend and honored his friend for he knew how deep their friendship and love was and how difficult this would be for Judas. So we think of that spot, that place, an upper room with candlelight, maybe a small fire, the smell of the food, the women, and probably some children burbling in the background as the men said their solemn prayers and got ready for Passover. In the first century, the Hebrew scriptures were all that was available. And that was the word of God that Jesus and later the Apostle Paul spoke of. So you can see in the New Testament which biblical feasts Jesus observed and foreshadowed. He observed Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It is the first holiday we know Jesus celebrated, and it was very easy to recognize because it is named. We read in the Gospels that Jesus celebrated Passover already as a child, since his earthly parents were observant Jews. As an adult, not only did he observe the holiday, he took it very seriously and looked forward to celebrating it with his disciples. Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb must be killed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. And when the hour had come, he sat down, and the twelve disciples with him. And he said to them, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. This is described in Luke. Those verses describe Jesus' last Passover meal. Today, we refer to it as his last supper. The Hebrew Scriptures were the only written Word of God Jesus and His disciples had at the time. They loved it and practiced it, from what we know. So, we know in that Last Supper, when He told the disciples, Take this bread and drink this wine. 
He was foreshadowing his own sacrifice, his own death, and participating in his own grief about what he knew was to come. And he must have looked in the eyes of each one of his friends as he handed them a cup and said to them, Take this. Drink of it, for it is my blood. He was asking them to celebrate his life, and he was preparing them for his death. It is what we do when we celebrate the Eucharist at Mass. Honor his life. Recognize the sacrifice of his death. Mourn him and celebrate him at the same time. It's very much how we feel when we lose a loved one. We so celebrate their lives, even if we are lost in the tears of sorrow. That brings to a close another episode. I'm Candy Lucas, your host, aftercare coordinator for Catholic Cemeteries in San Jose, chaplain and spiritual director. Please support us by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or Spotify. You can contact us through the telephone number or email on the show notes. We always welcome your comments and suggestions for future episodes. Spiritual direction is always available for those who are grieving through Catholic cemeteries. Be gentle with yourselves. Travel with God. Vaya con Dios. (laughs) 